I have another brilliant podcast for you. This one comes to you from no one other than Bill Press. Now, you know you love him, progressive powerhouse. He is back. He is back, and he is fighting for all the good progressive causes, telling the truth about the worst president in our history, (laughs) and bringing us that podcast twice a week. Every Tuesday, Bill's going to interview a leader in the progressive movement. Like this week, he's got Congressman Tim Ryan on. He's plugging hazard pay for nurses, doctors, paramedics, and all others who stay on the job, putting their lives at risk every day so we can stay at home and social distance, which we should be doing. So make sure you join me in subscribing to Bill's new podcast. Just go everywhere podcasts are available to get that podcast. You can search for Bill Press Pod, click and subscribe. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. Tell your friends and make sure you listen in. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. So um, let's see. Do we, where do we start? Do we start with uh, o- Obamagate? Do we start there and try to figure it's out the what anniversary the of Obamagate? Or yes, no. it's the, uh, okay, yes, yeah. It's it's if you'll recall, um, uh, it's the anniversary. It's nearly the I think we're actually six weeks away from the anniversary of when um, JFK Jr. was supposed to land on the White House lawn in his plane that disappeared, and <laughs> and seize an really? arrest. Oh, 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 during the military wow. parade, which was used as cover to draw attention and to arrest Hillary Clinton, James Comey, uh, um, Huma Abedin, um, who else? Harry Reid, um, the, uh, uh, I, I guess, uh, one, one of the guys who works at one of the food trucks out on, on Pennsylvania Avenue, um, uh, the guy who, uh, the ShamWow guy, um, anyone involved with uh, OxyClean, um, they, uh, I don't know, what, whatever they use to clean up the crime scenes after uh, the uh, the horrible Pizzagate situation that they put together. Like the, the QAnon fantasy from last year was riding so high. And I honestly, when they start bringing up the quote unquote Obamagate stuff, um, that's really what I... I, I keep referencing back on. And by the way, uh, welcome everybody to the show. Uh, the, that voice you're hearing and now that fellow you're seeing is Johnny Million joining us on the show. Um, hi, uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks to everybody in the chat for joining us. And uh, thank you for listening at home. Um, at the top of the next hour, we're going to be talking to a couple of um, what a lot of people refer to as dreamers. Um, the official, uh, I guess, term is uh, DACA recipients. And what I would refer to as undocumented Americans. If you're a fan of this show, you know that that's what I've been referring uh, to folks in this position as for a very long time. We're going to be talking to them about what it's like to be, you know, undocumented, but with legal support on the edge of a community that is dealing with this uh, outbreak like everybody else is um, at the top of the next hour. And I think it's an important um, conversation that we need to actually have. Now, that being said, there uh, we are at the point where somewhere like 29 states are supposedly, quote unquote, opening up this weekend. Now, in that 29, let's be completely honest, there's 25 that were never closed. That, you know what I mean? Uh, like, for real. Not in any major way. You know, that they may have 
you know, the even where in situations where the governor may have issued some sort of thing, everybody just blew it off because it's such a low population state that mm-hmm. yeah. who's keeping track? You know, right. when you're when you're in a when you're in a town where the local sheriff wears a Confederate flag T-shirt under his uniform, <laughs> you know, you're not really going to be um, that those kind of top down orders are not going to be serviced properly by the local professionals, um, as they were, as it were. So, um, but in places like Wisconsin, they're calling it the wild, wild West. There's all this, um, there's just a stampede to get out. Now, Pete Williams brought up something that I haven't seen anybody else really bring up in this. And uh, thank you, Billy Hudgens for the super chat. That's very awesome. Um, Pete Williams has brought something up in that that I haven't heard anybody else address, even on Fox News, which is there is a portion of people out there, a, a big segment of the populace that views their 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 patriotic duty as uh, as staying home and protecting their fellow citizens, and then there are uh, those who would stay home anyways. Who maybe maybe there's a wedge of them, and this is me expounding on the theory. Maybe there's a wedge of those folks who cool. I can I can not go to my job and I can get unemployment for 16 weeks. This is sweet. I'll take advantage of this circumstance and I'll just do it. Now that's a slim that's a slim window of human beings, but it's it, it would be naive to not expect that there's certain elements of that group. On the other side, there is also um, a a group of people who believe that getting out maybe getting herd immunity, maybe going back to their job and saving the American economy is their patriotic duty. And they're doing it for the betterment of their, uh, their fellow American. They just think tough it out is the, uh, is better for people and, you know, and safer. They're actually, they're not crazy. Like, you know, the, the people on the courthouse steps, they just feel like, we need to do this because if the economy collapses, then we're in worse trouble and people will die because of that. And they it's not that they buy into the there's tons of suicide and drugs argument that Trump puts out, but that long term, the damage could be more damaging to lives and safety than the disease itself. And and in that side of the argument, there is a small wedge of folks who are, uh, you know, wearing, you know, tricorn hats and carrying m4s uh you know or single shot uh, assault rifles and uh basically taking every you know nra protest to a protest that they would do and just transmuting it into this it's it's kind of like you have a, a star wars convention and the and the trekkies didn't get theirs this year so they just show up anyways it's it's kind of space oriented you know that kind of thing yeah and i you know for all the wall-to-wall coverage that we have seen of the folks that have showed up, there was a video yesterday um, of of people, you know, giving the finger to a local news person at this protest when they're holding up their Trump signs and their, you know, um, the the like news in, the news isn't uh, fake news isn't essential or something like that. They were holding up those kind of signs. Um, there were. And I tried my best to count them for real, but there were basically two dozen people there. And and at most of these protests, you're looking at a number of about 200 people. And for the level of seriousness, that's and, and in their own town, let's be abundantly clear. These are folks 
who live nearby. It's maybe a half hour, hour drive. They're not coming from all over the state, quote unquote. They're, you know, unless that's their only, you know, just to get out of the house. You know, they might be coming from the Upper Peninsula because if they want to do anything, they have to come from the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. Um, you know what I mean? There, there's no place to protest there. The whole place is a protest against nature. You just go out there and shake your fist at the trees. Where am I? Right. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, my band has played in the Upper Peninsula. I've done stand up there. I know of which I speak. Um, whew, uh, as uh, Fletch would say. But those, <laughs> I was going to ask if that was a Fletch. Whew, yeah. <laughs> hey. It's all ball hey, bearings nowadays. Hi. Yeah. So um, in getting, you know, in, in, in all honesty, um, there's, you know, a couple hundred people, maybe even fewer, maybe 200 people max at a lot of these events. I would like to draw your attention to the uh, Iraq war protests, which were at the time the largest gatherings of human beings um, on Earth and were the biggest anti-war protests, uh, even larger nationwide, of course, than uh, during the Vietnam War. And the Women's March, uh, you know, the, the number of people showing up for that versus the number of people on the lawn for Trump's inauguration, of which, by the way, I was there. I was at both. I was nice. standing on the sparse spot of lawn. So all those people were like, it was way packed. No, it wasn't. I was physically there. I have pictures from where we were standing. Even the Trumpsters were standing, you know, they were social distancing back then, but mainly out of just lack of uh, man spreading as best they could. <laughs> that's right. That's what it was. Remember when social distancing was man? Maybe, you know what? That's a great idea, Johnny. Maybe we could get people to uh, social distance just by going, you know, like call it man spreading and let them do yeah. that. <clears throat> yeah. Amerispreading. Come on, spreading. spreading. So, um, I, you know, if you look at the coverage given to those things and the kind of like, well, you know, the, uh, the the women's march is sort of tempering its. Oh my! Oh goodness! I'll have to fix that. It is very. Uh, the audio is very hot. I will fix that during the break because we're going to take a break anyways. But um, uh, this is for you know for all the attention that it is getting. It is not deserving it. And I would like to say for the record that in the future when I'm touring and doing stand-up again and I'm drawing uh, crowds nightly per show at double or triple the number of people at these gatherings, I expect 24-7 news coverage. I want cable news coverage. I want people to stand outside my comedy shows interviewing people and going, what does this say about America? And I, you know, I don't think they'll like the answers they're getting, um, but uh, we'll fix that. Uh, we'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Um, this, I mean, they're firing IGs just to cover under under the cover of darkness. Every Friday night now is a way to hide where this money is going. We are going to yeah. find that this was the heist. We're, that's what we're going to find out. We'll be back. Now, more than ever, we're all thinking about our hygiene. All okay? day long, all day strong. We're washing our hands and sneezing all into day. our eyes. That's right. But we are still taking a huge carry of virus with us everywhere. 
our phones. Yeah. They're a vector for disease and we rarely clean them. I mean, the other day we tried wiping one down I and I was like, come on, girl, you know, we know what we need. This. We know exactly what we need. We are constantly touching our phones with our hands and even pressing them to our face, yes. which is a no-no these days. It's time to take cleaning your phone seriously. That's right. The Clean Phone Pro sanitizer uses medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with your phone. That's right. It's better than wipes and safe for your device because you can't boil it, your mm-hmm. phone, right? No, you can't. And the Clean Phone Pro gets every inch of your phone clean with the nine high power UVC lights. Mm-hmm. Dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. Wow. You can be sanitizing other items while wirelessly charging your phone or just use the Clean Phone Pro as your go-to charging station at any time fully removable top means easier fit for more items and larger items so you know you can be sanitizing your, your behind oh depending on the size of your behind yeah maybe you're behind too maybe uh, maybe i don't know here's the deal you got to go to thecleanphone.com today and get one for just 89 dollars in free shipping when you use the code sexy liberal if you're serious about hygiene it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone go to thecleanphone.com and keep your phone truly clean remember use the code sexy liberal for a two-day free shipping <laughs> and we will ship immediately that's right that's thecleanphone.com thecleanphone.com now let's get back to hal sparks radio program mega worldwide so uh it, it- Trump multiple times yesterday if you're a, f- a follower of my regular stream um the the plan out of the Trump White House going forward is look busy, um, but look busy opening. Now, the every time you have heard Trump speak about the reopening of the country, um, there there's quite simply, it would be way easier if he had simply come out and said, we're going to reopen our country. We have to do it. We're going to do it in very careful stages. I'm mm-hmm. listening to the governors. We're interacting with them. We're going, we've got 14 days. That's all it is, two weeks, and we need to see the cases drop. So if people stay home and they do their thing and we continue to do this and we ease out the, you know, people are social distancing, at the end of those 14 days, we enter phase one and these businesses get to open. And then after that phase one, as those businesses open, we have another 14 days where during these new businesses that open and people are starting to go back and interact with those folks again, we're watching for that two weeks. And we want to see those cases continue to go down. And then we get the third wave. And then we're fully open in as fast a time as we possibly could do it safely for our citizens. Now, that's the CDC's recommendation. That's the uh, California plan going forward. That's what everybody's been doing. It is basically the one designed in February when people recognized the excrement was going to hit the HVAC unit. And they started looking into how do we make this happen? How do we, you know, cause this is going to hit us, but, and it's going to, it's going to mess with the economy. It's going to mess with people's lives. It's going to cost people's lives, but we're going to have to recover from it. And that in and of itself, so that we don't have a second wave so that we don't, that's worse than the first that, right. um, you know, how do we make this happen in a regulated smart way that protects as many people as possible that, you know, balances public safety with, uh, you know, keeping the economy on track so people don't 
you know, we don't have a wave of bankruptcies causing suicides and the like. And that's, you know, those real every time there's huge unemployment for long periods of time. Now, this is a very different thing. When we talk about unemployment in terms of like 2008, which was directly related to a financial attack on our system, the, you know, the credit default swaps had undermined credit. Most of the companies that required credit to pay for people's uh, paychecks as they roll through, like if you rely on shipments of stuff that come in late and you roll, you have like rolling lines of credit that you pay the people now for the profit you're going to have afterwards. And then you pay that off and, you know, so that you never accrue any real debt, those kind of things, which had been a business model for a good long while. When that disappeared, it wrecked everybody's ability to have a business. And, and it, so it had a cascading effect that was genuinely economic, the 2008 crash. The, this is very different. A good portion of the jobs that went away will come back when this is done, but there will be a huge chunk that won't. And all the ancillary ones that are attached to that, that take longer, may collapse in the process. Bars, restaurants, nightclubs, uh, air, certain airlines that were teetering on the brink, um, you know, uh, all the things related to sort of travel, uh, malls across the country that were on the edge of just barely being solvent um, are, were, are getting hit really hard because if you're going to go to a store, you're going to go to the, out, you know, kind of the strip malls version of one where you're just going to go in the front door of the place you want. You don't want to walk around in hallways in this circumstance. That's the, that is going to have an effect on the economy and ancillary effect. And you know it, you know, you can see that you could have seen that two months ago when we shut stuff down, you can look at mm -hmm. who's going to be affected by it. And in those malls, by the way, it's the single use stores and the, and the one-offs that are going to be harder hit by it because the chains can be sustained by their online presence and their outdoor mall uh, stores kind of keeping that balance. And what, who gets hit is the franchisee, the person who is, you know, rather than, you know, trying to start their own business is starting, you know, one of these, you know, a, a, a Carl's Jr. or a, 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 you know, a body, what is it, like body shop, like the soap places in the mall and that kind of stuff where those are like franchise. Yeah, but no, that's a big one. The, the, the little like ones that sell like so body wash and soap and loofahs and whatnot. But those, you know, those are those are franchise spots. People, you know, go there. Yeah. And that's they upend their life to do that. Folks decide that this is going to be their business model. They don't feel like they know enough about business to run for one from scratch. They like the idea. They like the shop and they go to one of these like entrepreneur camps and franchise camps. And they, you know, like like real estate people do. And they pick out something and they go, this will be our one. And then they invest like $150,000 of their own money or money they gather from all their relatives to start this franchise because they know it's going to be profitable. And it's got a margin for, a, you know, maybe a year that won't be anywhere near profitable. And they just got to keep it humming, get up there, become normal. And then something like this happens and it just pulls the rug out from under them. And it might have been, God knows, there are dozens of people who after 2008, you know, had been working someplace, it collapsed. They had to start from scratch. They build their life back up. It took them, you know, six or eight years to finally get their footing again. And then it gets pulled out from under. Um, there are going to be stories of that. So in doing that, most states, most large organizations, large companies are are going, wow, this is this shutdown is going to have to be real. OK, what's our plan for getting back out there? And the, the plan that the CDC put forward 
was based on a lot of the other countries that were looking into how this, how to do this. And the 14 days that they were doing, the two-week span that kept getting brought up as part of this, was initially part of how long this contagion lasts. At about two weeks, that it, you'd arc through it, show symptoms, and then mm-hmm. recover from it, whether you were symptomatic or not. It was about a 14-day arc assumed. We are now seeing that there are people who have been carrying this disease and are still producing viral particles at 45 and 50 days. So so already that plan is is it, it is not nearly as uh as uh, protective as they believed it would be early on in this process. Now, the the woman that you, they keep interviewing who's still expressing particles and of uh, the virus after all this time, she's a rarity. There is no reason to believe that that is an, you know, that is essentially how this, you know, virus affects everybody. However, it affects some people that way. And we have no idea how many, and we also don't know how many of the asymptomatic people carry it like that. There's a lot, you know, that when they say there's a lot about this disease, we don't know. Yeah. When they say we don't know, that's what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, Insofar as uh, herd immunity and the ability for people to, you know, get it again, all the signs point to that once you've had it, you don't get it again. Most of the coronaviruses are like that. It's why they survive in bats and whatever for a long time. They become kind of, you know, latent and and neutered in your system. Um, And so, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I beg your pardon. <laughs> totally calling me out here. That's right. That's it's how he little, describes me to his friends. That's you know, true. He's like he's kind of like one of those latent neutered guys. That's right, absolutely. Um, but the fourteen day marker is based on that principle at, at root. Is the idea is that it, you know that you you've once you've had it, it's out of your system. You're immune now. So either it, in fourteen days of you getting it, developing it. Get uh, it getting you, or you getting control of it, and then you know the whatever outcome occurs. Um, you are in 14 days. You're fairly clear as an individual, right? Right. That's if you got it right on that day, on that first day of the 14. If you catch it midway through that 14, then you're then it's like a round of row your boat, you know, with this disease where it just goes, it perpetuates itself, and that's the fear that we have about it spreading through the society. Now, in terms of this 14-day cycle, when they announced from the White House this, this, our, their plan for reopening, the problem was that Trump thought phase one was the opening part, not the 14 days leading up to the opening. So phase one was... Uh, you ramp up to phase one. Phase one is the opening of the secondary businesses. It is not the opening of the primary businesses. You have to go 14 days from where we were in quarantine, from the date we had established when everybody was still doing full mitigation. You needed states to go down for 14 before they could enter phase one and start opening these other businesses. Then you'd have another 14 days and then you'd open the further businesses as long as fewer cases started showing up. Now, New York has extended its uh, its stay-at-home order well into July, I think. Um, L.A. has extended it for three months. Um, and Yeah. And basically, it's knowing full well 
the reason they do that is knowing full well that people are not going to do it. So you you put the most strict uh, controls on something because you know there's going to be a certain amount of people sneaking out past it. If people were actually participating and everybody was playing fully together, you could say this is we're at eighty percent. We're going to do eighty percent mitigation. So if you've gone out once, uh, you know every two weeks you can go out once every week you know, uh, to the grocery to, you know, pick up something you, dry cleaners can open. That's 80%, you know, those kind of things, things where you don't really interact with that many people. We got to take a break. We'll be back. It's the house parks radio program, mega worldwide on WCPD radio, Chicago's progressive talk. They are the Trump administration is consistently removing anybody who looks at the where the money is going that's being spent by the CARES Act and and doled out by the CDC and the NIH and they are this seems like a heist to me like an old school early Iraq war eight billion dollars on a pallet in the middle of the desert kind of a scam we're back to no bid contracts we're I mean they're playing the Republican hits we'll be back Anybody quarantining with kids? I have friends who are. With libraries, schools, and bookstores closed, Literati has you covered with something truly unique. This subscription book club for kids was founded by two women, two amazing women, to make it easy to find interesting books delivered straight to your doorstep. That's awesome. No more scrolling online trying to find that perfect book for your child or give as a gift. Parents are running out of ideas in quarantine. Literati does all the work for you. Each Literati box contains five books based on a theme with exclusive original art and a personalized note to your child. These are going to Travis's nephews and my ex's newborn. If zero to 12, man, Literati knows at-home deliveries are so important in the weeks ahead to meet your need for attention-grabbing educational materials. Reading books as a family creates a sense of adventure and bonding. And with their curated selection, only keep your favorites, send back the rest for free. For a limited time, go to literati.com slash Stephanie. 25% off your first two orders. This is their best offer available anywhere. To get it, you have to go to literati.com slash Stephanie. 25% off your first two orders. Literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. This is Tom Hartman, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Johnny Million, yeah. Johnny Million playing so fast. Doodly, 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 wiggly, wiggly, boo. What album is that on of yours? That is actually uh, a jam track that I just had out on my SoundCloud. It's not even me. I mean, it's me playing a solo over it, but it's not my composition. Huh. Oh, you were soloing over something else, like a just like one of those background jam track things. Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's um from now on, I'm calling that one Mega Worldwide. That's the name of the song. Nice. And uh, and it's the Johnny Million Mega Worldwide is uh, the name of that song. I yeah, I dig it every time it plays in. We have um yeah. by the way um um look at that uh uh thanks for the cheers appreciate that um we have a bunch of callers on the line uh let's uh. Let's see who we have first, Devin. First, we have Lisa out in Glendale. Excellent. Hey, Lisa. Welcome to the show. Hey, How are you? Lisa Mia Moore. I, I'm good. Oh, Lisa Mia Moore. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. I'm calling. I'm a medical technologist, and I work at Glendale Adventist, and I run mm-hmm. the COVID test at work. I also do the test on um, coagulation studies. And what I want mm-hmm. to do, just kind of open up discussion, is the 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 deaths that are 
caused by strokes and embolisms and heart attacks that are saying. One of the things that I have noticed just in my work is the COVID-positive patients all have high fibrinogen and um, D-dimer tests. Those are two factors in the coagulation studies. And I wanted to talk to people about if they, God forbid, are starting to feel symptoms, that they discuss Mm. with their doctors about drawing blood for coagulation studies so that because I tell you, all of the patients have high fibrinogen, which is the thing that causes clots. And, and right. you know, the, the clots in the legs and everything. So I just kind of wanted to put it out there as information. Talk to your doctor about this um, to help people. Yeah, I have, I have questions about, you know, about that. I, you know. Um, so I, you know, and I know you, you know, when this, you talk about about this, the way my mom talks about vasectomies, it's just, uh, you jump straight to the, 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 the local, the Uh office vernacular. Yeah. Um, you know, right. You know, the, the nicknames for it. So, um, um, there are large vessels, strokes associated with this. There are, um, you know, there, I I heard a a story of a doctor who was operating on someone, and literally saw the blood continuing to clot while he was clearing the clot out. It was happening yeah. so fast. Yeah. Um, wow. Explain to people what kind of like um, these large like what those two okay, particular well, maladies are and what the what the symptoms are associated with them. So they you know. Uh, an example is one actually that I heard on. On, on the news, uh, somebody was experiencing mild symptoms, went into urgent care, I guess wasn't sick enough to them take them seriously, went home. He woke up the next morning. Both of his legs had gone numb. He got into the uh. hospital. Doctors, vascular surgeons went in and did surgery and found clots in both of his legs and had to remove the clots. Those two mm-hmm. tests, and they're all done. It's a, it's a. You can ask the doctor to draw a blue top tube, and that's mm-hmm. for coagulation studies. But the, when, when your blood blood clotting is actually really complicated, cascading kind of um, reaction with a lot of enzymes and coenzymes doing stuff. But what the fibrinogen mm-hmm. does is it makes the clot, and the D-dimer helps in that too. And what right. it looks like, what What's going on with the virus is it it stimulates this action in our blood. For some reason, our blood is saying, "Oh my God, clot!" You know that there's mm-hmm. something. So um, I know I take a low dose aspirin every day anyway for you know for strokes because I'm 67 and so I got it. But I think right. you know maybe talk to you know talk to doctors about everybody doing this right now. I don't know if that's an mm-hmm. idea, but you know I just want to put it out there that if you are communicating sure. with your doctor or if you go to urgent care to demand that they do coagulation studies, and if people want to write that down, then if you do coagulation studies, they'll do all of it. And fortunately, right. our hospital, our ER docs are really on top of it, and they do they do this on everybody basically who walks in now. And I mean, I could diagnose people in the lab, not just from the test, the COVID test, which I run, but also from what I'm looking at on, on that other instrument and those really Mm -hmm. high fibrinogen counts. I know those people are COVID positive because they're the only ones who have 
numbers like that. You know, people who are helping do not have numbers like that. So right. just really, so, but if they just say, I want a blue top tube drawn because I need to know that my coagulation factors are normal, especially fibrinogen. If they can say that to their doctor, you know, even I, uh, if you uh, say, uh, well, you don't have a um, fever, you know, because say, of the phone. Yeah, because of the uh, the phone connection, it sounds like you're saying vibranium. So, fi- uh, fi- oh, fibrinogen. Uh, fibrinogen. Yeah. Fibrinogen. Yeah. Yeah. Fibrinogen. It's F-I-B. Yeah, fibrinogen. And the other one is D-dimer. Yeah. D-dimer, yeah. And they're drawing a blue top tube. So, when they're drawing their blood... They, you know, the person who's drawing their blood, they have to make sure that they get a blue top tube because mm-hmm. that's the only one that we run for those tests, and that's in every single lab everywhere. You know, that's universal. So, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, for us to be proactive, we need to, um, you know, say, I need this because you might have a negative test because, you know, it's not reliable. You might not have a fever. But your vibration still could be high and you could wake up and stroke out. You know, that's what worries me when I see these tests like that. And I've been running a lot of them. So, Yeah, so um, there's a, yeah, Um, there in the New England Journal of Medicine, there's an article where they said uh, we have, uh, we report five cases of large vessel stroke in patients younger than 50 years of age who presented to our health system in New York City, severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, Infection was diagnosed in all five patients. Cough, headache, chills lasting one week. Developed into a, in a previously healthy 33-year-old woman. She then had progressive right. dysarthia with both numbness and weakness in the left arm and left leg over a period of 28 hours. She delayed seeking emergency care because of fear of COVID-19. When she presented to the hospital, the score of the National Institute of Health stroke scale was 19 on a 0 to 42 with higher numbers indicating greater stroke severity. The uh, uh, computed tomography and CT angiography, uh, angiography uh, showed a partial infarction on the right middle uh, cerebral artery, yeah. um, which is in her head, right? Uh, um, yeah. And with a partially occlusive so thrombus happens, in yeah. the right cardiac, so, yeah, at the cervical bifurcation, yeah. so in her right leg. Yeah. So she had a, a right leg and a left part right, of her right head. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's just and, because and she, you're, I, yeah, I just want people yeah. to be proactive and say, you know, okay, I want this, you know, if you're going in for a routine, like I just went for a routine checkup, I want this test mm-hmm. done, you know, just uh, right. say, you know, just to see, get a baseline, you know, to see what yeah. it is and it'll probably right. be normal, but if it's not, then you know, something's wrong. Right. Yeah. I, you know, um, yeah, it's that that I appreciate you calling in and and like setting us on that path. There are so many aspects of this, which, you know, uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of talk this week about how the Abbott test was. You might as well flip a coin for uh, for false yeah. positives in that. And if you yeah. can go in, get that and also get these other markers tested, it can give right. them a, a way to kind of triangulate whether or not you have it. So let's say you get a false positive yeah. or a false negative in your test. The other tests will give them an idea of whether or not you have something to worry about. So that part right. is, uh, um, then, you know, uh, then, I think and crucial. And test could back it up too. You know, the, the coagulation test, if you're getting a, a, a negative on your, uh, you know, on your COVID, 
but your fibrinogen is through the roof, then mm-hmm. you test the COVID because you know, because right. normal people don't have a high fibrinogen. They just don't. It's right. always normal. Right. So now I can only hear vibranium. Yeah, now that's fibr- yeah, fibrinogen. I'm sorry. Fibrinogen. Yeah, I know. That's I know. I'm just it, it, he planted the seed. That's right. That was my <laughs> fault. I blame me. Um, so, well, I appreciate you uh, calling in with that information. It is sure. crucial and vital. One of the ongoing things okay. has been this kind of like the, the, how stroke affects the younger people in it. Yeah. Um, people are less likely to check on those uh, elements of it. Um, it is a, a curiosity in this, especially when people have had it, the, the anecdotal story, and we got to take a break right now, uh, but I appreciate your support for the show and you being in the chat every oh, week and it's so great to have I you there. You. Yeah. You uh-huh, thanks. And, uh, throw you. that, do me a favor, throw that information in the chat, the, the names of those things so that everybody in there can see them written out the, the, you know, the D dimer and the, uh, uh, fibrinogen, um, you know, so that people, you know, know what to ask for. Because again, it's, this is different than, you know, you should try hydroxychloroquine. What have you got to lose? It's different going in and going, what, you, there's nothing to lose for having an extra test from your doctor to look at something to make sure that you're, you know, make sure you're in the clear. So uh, we'll be back right after this. It's the Housemarks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, now with 100% more Johnny Million. We'll be back right after this. Now let's get back with Hellsparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. As you do, um, we have more callers on the line. Let's grab somebody else. Uh, uh, and by the way, like I said, in the top of the next hour, we have um, a couple of uh, dreamers who are going to be calling in um, on undocumented Americans, people who have lived with and among us as Americans their entire lives and uh, are on the front lines of our response to this. And in many ways are, you know, in a particularly perilous situation where they are um, essential workers, but are in danger of ice raids and all kinds of other nonsense under this president. So um, that's at the top of the hour. Uh, but who do we have on the line currently, Devin? Next, we have Carl out in Nashville. Excellent. Oh, Carl in Nashville. What? What? Hey, how's it going, buddy? Hi. The How Carl doing, in Nashville. I'm, it's incredible. Yeah. We're, we're so glad to hear from you. Good, man. Good. We're we're uh we're cool here in here in Nashville, man. They the mayor in this city, um, I mean he 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 locked down everything uh a week or so before our governor did. And uh right. he still has things, you know, under control. And that that's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, you can't right. look at it as a situation that, that, that you're being punished or this is authoritarian government is coming down on you and right. taking your freedoms away from you. This is a, this is a public service that you're doing, you know, right. This, yeah. this is a patriotic public service that you're doing for your community, your state and your country. Uh, it, it really yeah. is as simple as that. Yeah. You know, I, and, and, I, I, and, and I, I think convincing people of that is the trick, right? That's the thing, you know, that's right. the, um, you know, that's, that's the reality is that if you can talk to those people in, in those terms, mm-hmm. then yeah. they'll get it. You know, the problem is the president's been talking about this, like 
we need to get the barn doors open. Let's just get it going. We got to right. go. We got to go, go, go. And the way he converses about it, it does not manage expectations. It does not make people have any kind of deeper understanding of what their responsibilities are once they go out. You know, he goes, you post your social distancing and you don't thing and people may wear masks or maybe they don't like that's the worst way you can possibly talk about this because it it gins up people's frustrations you can see them going well the mm -hmm. president thinks it's they're lying and he's he knows more than anybody he has access to more information than anybody you know that's the scary part for me well the the, the positive is that there's more of us even yes. even republicans uh that's that's being responsible than it is for the uh the astroturf um uh protesters around the country right i mean yeah. there there's even there's even uh less of them out than the tea party people were and it wasn't that many of them either but it's it's a really small number of astroturf uh protesters that come out and, and that's really causing problems and and i i, I tell you what man I, I would love for you to open up the lines to the uh, evil evangelical hypocrites, and um, mm -hmm. you know, just let them know this is what this is what happens when you um, elect uh, an incompetent racist uh, like Donald Trump. This is what you get. You right. get incompetency. Um, there, there's a book that's that's either just been released or about to be released, and it chronicles um, the uh, uh, Donald Trump and his administration firing. A lot of his his uh, his his team that was meant mm -hmm. to to uh, get power from Obama, you know, transitional team, and they never had right. it. There there are uh, there are uh, people from the last administration that had meetings set up where their counterparts never showed up, and and yeah. you know we we know what he did with the CDC by uh, you know cutting eighty percent of the first responders uh, overseas and then getting rid of the pandemic. Uh, a response team that, response that team. the Obama yep. administration had, yeah, that had put put in place within the White House with him. All these things lead up to to stuff like this. See, you don't get something like what we have in this country right now with this pandemic. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight. It, it, it's it's right. been incompetency for almost four years now with this administration. But, and, but and Carl, the cupboards were bare. Biting them in the ass. Carl, the car, Carl, the, <laughs> the coverage were bare for three and a half <laughs> yeah, it's years. Funny. It's funny, uh, you know, the 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 the, the, the virus is a new is it's a new corona, and how can you have a test for something broken test, uh, right? A broken test for something that that didn't exist until a few months ago. So you know, pe people are really paying attention and listening. You mm -hmm. know, because most times. People are so busy with their life that life gets in the way. But since people have been really sitting at home and couldn't go anywhere, yeah. they really got to pay attention to the incompetency uh, of Donald Trump firsthand, especially with those meetings and everything every day. So they, they're really getting to see it, even the the, uh, the novelists of uh, uh, people that really weren't paying attention to the you know, the way yeah, they you. It fascinated me that, you know, big excuses and they talk about it this week <clears throat> you know uh kaylee mckinney uh comes out uh on her first briefing and says i will never lie to you then on their they way to um oh absolutely like before like before she inhaled um after that sentence but in the middle of uh you know the last two days particularly they they you know, everybody's been reporting on the CDC uh, or, you know, the uh, the pandemic response team and the fact that once the Obama, uh, you know, 
team had been set in place. They created a mission statement and an action plan going forward, as you would in case something like this happens. And it's a, you know, it's a single spaced pile of papers. And so Thursday, Kaylee McKinney on their way, you know, flying someplace to Ohio to stand in front of a bunch of empty boxes. She holds up this. This is what the Obama folks left behind. Just a a big a pile of loose paper. Like she brings out a clipped one with notes all over the front of it as if that's how they left it. And then holds up two binders with cover pages, one of which is an after action report for a thing they supposedly did last August where they, you know, called Crimson Contagion, where they were they gamed a you know, they did a, a strategy session on what happens if we have an outbreak specifically from China, an Asian country, and it gets in here and all this stuff. So all that who could have imagined? Well, they did it last August and uh, they had an act- after action report. She held up one of those. The other one, she's like, this is our plan. Here's their loose leaf, but the Obama Biden paper packet. Here's our binder. This is the quality thing that the Trump look, it has a folder and a cover page. Never. And she goes, right. tomorrow we'll go through this line by line. Friday, they come out. She holds it up. And he goes, this is theirs. This is ours. Hands them to her assistant and never addresses it again. It was the most never. embarrassing lie. Never. And, and I'll yeah, tell never, you why, never. because in that thing is the Obama Biden plan. If any, if it's not blank paper, it's what the Obama Biden group left behind. Exactly. I mean, they, they were, I mean, pretty much they were calling this a, a, a democratic hoax um, on Fox yep. News. And he was even in South Carolina, um, you Until know, started killing Republicans. It was a hoax and everything. They, they didn't, they didn't take this thing serious until the stock market lost 2,000 points uh, uh, about eight Mondays ago. That's when they really started mm-hmm. scaring the hell out. And it's, and it's funny as heck because I, I, I know I've mentioned to you before, uh, I call yeah. a, in, in a uh, local uh, Republican, a conservative talk show uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, you know, every few days because right. uh, it's a five-day-a-week show. And, and you, can sure. see, you can see in the beginning the, the people that was, including most of those are Republicans. So they were didn't think it was nothing. They thought it was a hoax, and you can get the calls. And then somewhere around the middle, their their butts started getting scared. They started, you right. can hear the fear in their voice about what was happening. And now, since Donald Trump is telling them that, hey, everything is cool, come on out, now they're back where they were a few months ago. And it's hilarious to watch, mm-hmm. to listen to these scared-ass people about three weeks ago, to now they're cocky and confident and ready to go coughing each mm-hmm. other's face right now because Donald Trump says so. So, hey, That's it, right. it, it, it is what I, it is with those people. Uh, they, they don't vote right. against their own self-interest. They do it because that's what they want to get done to them. So pretty much, you know, if that's we right. have to leave them behind, then bye. Right. Well, that's the thing is that if it was, if it was just up to them, if you're talking about smoking – or something along those lines where you kind of do yourself in through your choices, it'd be one thing. But this right. is a contagion. And this is the unfortunate yeah. aspect of this whole thing is that those folks, in their ignorance and in their disregard for their fellow Americans, they yeah, yeah, they spread it everywhere else. And they and they what they endanger most of all is frontline healthcare workers. Because those are the people yeah. who get the highest viral load, who are exposed to it, who have it wreck their system so much worse. And that's the concern. So um, we got to, we're at the bottom of the hour. I appreciate it. It's great man, to hear from thank you. Thank you, man. Good to talk to you. Uh, no problem. 
Absolutely. Be well. Stay safe. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you again soon. This is the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. We also stream live at infotainmentwars.com and all your social media gatherings right now, except Facebook, because I can't afford it because I don't I, they won't trans. They just take rubles now. And I don't know where to even get those. So <laughs> what are we going to do? We'll be back right after this uh, with uh, a couple of dreamers to, to give us their own perspective on Yay. their experience. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Uh, yes, the, the the happy ending is that we were all reminded during the break of Robert Tilton, um, who was famously one of these uh, TV preachers who um, was whatever found to have like they took the checks for the prayer requests out of the envelopes and just threw the whole thing in the trash, and there was you know like just a grifter. Um, it's, you know, and it, there was this video came out, it was probably the first viral video I remember, Johnny, you know, I, I think you remember too, like when oh, the yeah. internet first started happening and you could send videos, the, the version of it where, cause he speaks at ton- in tongues, allegedly Robert yeah. Tilton. Yeah, there's two so, versions. Yes. So they put in fart sounds, which I am fully against. I do not think that's, I don't think that's respectful. <laughs> Johnny, and um, you should not in any ways. Those are completely organic. We do not. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> the 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 farting preacher video. If you that'll be our happy ending today. Just go seek that out if you need a laugh, and we all do during these dark dark times. Uh, we've got time for a couple more callers in here. Who do we have first, uh, Devin? I'm sure we'll we'll <laughs> we'll be able to get through more than one. Right. Hey, Peter. Welcome. Hey, hey, Al. How are you? A uh, couple of things. I'm Real good. Quick. How are you? Um, mm-hmm. Sure. I'm fine. Thanks. Um, Real quick. It's finally nice to see Democrats wanting due process for people accused of sexual assault. You certainly didn't afford that to Brett Kavanaugh. And two. <laughs> I just. I, I, and by the way, I just. I, hold on. Hold on. I just made the case. Yeah, go ahead. Um, that 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 did that that this must apply to people that you don't like as much as the people you do yeah, like. You but it's the right. un- uh, the uninterrupted the listening. Yes, the uninterrupted listening to the person who has something to say first before you start cutting what they're saying apart. Let them get the entire statement out, so you're not leading or cutting before you know okay. that happens. That's a but crucial that part of of any witness or victim. And and if you feel that yeah, wasn't that, done in the Brett Kavanaugh case, then you didn't hear it from me. Um, is my it's point? It's not Go a ahead. matter of feeling it wasn't done. It wasn't done. Um, did did Tara read? Tara Reid come out and admit she was lying? I didn't hear that. You said that it's been proven um, false. Did she come out and say it didn't happen? Because no, but hiding it, all his documents, he won't release them, and he's, he's not hiding all of his documents. Is she? No, no, no. Well, she. He that, said if there was anything was. Well, no, no, no. Okay, this uh, this goes towards like the email server idea. Um, that if let's say I break into your uh, your email server, right? I break into yours. Got it. This is the premise sure. where I, I operate in there and I release some of your emails um, th- that make you look bad. And the way I do it is I add a sentence to every one of the emails that I release at, that weren't in the original emails. But I in my release of them, 
um, you know, because I photocopy them and send them out. The only way you can prove that you that that those aren't that that's not what you said is to give everyone access to your e- your email account. Yeah, your entire okay, email here's, account. Here's, Hal, Would here's you do that? Point, Would you do that? Again, that has that's not even that's not even the same thing we're no, talking that's a, about. There are files sure that it is. Are in the Delaware no, Delaware has his files. She said she filed a complaint. Mm-hmm. She has more evidence. No, she filed a repla- she filed a complaint with the Senate. She said she filed a complaint with the Senate and she she ended up not I think not naming him and there was no mess- uh, no mention of sexual assault okay. or sexual harassment. But but Biden certainly is against having any of his documents released. Secondly, no, not any of his documents. That's not true. That's not true. That no, no, no. That's not true. No, it isn't. He's not against them releasing any of his documents. But I said, I said, are you willing if to prove that two of your emails weren't falsified to give everyone access to all of your emails? All of them. Everything about you. Everything you sent. Everything unredacted. Everything unredacted. Yes, they are. They're saying access to the entirety of it. He said, if there's a report of this. No, he said, Absolutely if there's a report not. of this, uh, no, no, if there's a report of this, no, 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 if there's a report of this, right. No, you're wrong. She didn't make, her, she didn't, no, she did not make her, her, her uh, okay. acquisition with Delaware. She made it with the Fine. states, what with the else? Senate, with let's, the actual, the federal let's government. Let's move on here since, let's move on here since time is short. If you don't think Biden is and, mentally uh, Reality is real. You I do not. The only reason the Democrats aren't throwing Biden over the over the uh, gunnels is because Bernie's next in line, and they don't want Bernie. You guys, do you are do you think Donald Trump? Do you think Donald Trump has any mental deficiencies? You personally, no. do you believe it? No, he's you do a not. Narcissist. You do, but no, he, he's okay. He's really, he's a narcissist. Honestly, is, is is he truthful? Yeah. Is he truthful? It, it, he is truthful. He's you believe true, he is truthful. Hey, Al, He's as truthful as any other politician in Washington. So is Biden going to stand No, I wouldn't put him up. You're going to put him up against Ron Wyden? You're going to say that uh, he's going to say the exact same thing as even, you know, on your side, Rand Paul, I suppose, who's voted against stuff that his own party wants. I'm no fan of the guy, but but I think at least he says what he really thinks. That happens? No, no, no. I asked you if he was truthful, not if he was as truthful. No, I didn't ask you. you I asked you if he was truthful, not if he was relatively. Yes. Did you see Biden on the campaign stump when he announced he was running Uh for the U.S. Senate? The guy's nuts. He's losing it. No, he he was telling a story about the first time he ran. No, no, no. That video clip that they played a bunch of times, he did too. He was talking about the first time he ran. This reminds him of the first time he ran, and that was the anecdote and story he was telling, and they cut the top part of it out. Yes, they did. Like, come on. Come on. He doesn't think he's do you think he thinks he's running for the Senate? Do you think wait, no. Do you think he thinks he's running for the Senate? But he doesn't do you think he thinks that? You didn't answer me. Answer me. Do you think he thinks he's running for the Senate right now? At that period of time, he said he was. So the point is how is his memory? He was telling the story of when he first ran for the Senate. It was a Cal. The COVID-19 I'm listening. Is the this is convenient, dropping audio. As 
the biggest gift he's ever the biggest gift he's ever seen because his opponent is disregarding the deaths of 89,000, 90,000, 100,000, 140,000 Americans that he literally Donald Trump repeatedly repeatedly daily over the last last I heard it was We will be. That's the most no, that's the most conservative number. But wait, the last you heard it was 70,000? You just said the last you heard it was 70,000. 70, 72,000, I think it was. Is that correct? Am I seventy two? You're incorrect. You're now running for the okay, Senate. What's, what's, what's the actual We number? are currently, the actual number currently, and I'll get the, uh, uh, the official one as ballpark. of today. Okay. Uh, over 88,000 people. Okay. Human beings, Americans. So we will hit 100,000 by the end of the month. We will hit 140,000 by the beginning of August. And, who's, we, and, and that, is, that, is, that is at a bare minimum. That's not Al, including the release of that? mitigation, which this president, hold on. No, no, no. Al, We're going to talk about this for a second because he's your guy. Trump is your guy. You're backing your guy. You said he's truthful. Donald Trump repeatedly over the last two months, every single day he's had one of these gatherings, had said, um, we get points because we didn't have one to 2.2 million deaths in this country. That was the uh, the CDC and everyone else's projection if we did absolutely nothing. Donald Trump actually thinks that doing absolutely nothing, no mitigation, no protection, no uh, getting PPE to medical uh, professionals, um, no limiting contact with people, no no social distancing, that doing that is an option. As a human being, Donald Trump thinks that that's possible, that that's a road to go down, and that he gets points for just doing the baseline of his job. He's, an, he's a moral embarrassment. He's a liar. And every single day he is pushing people back out on the street with total disregard for their lives because he believes this is his only chance to hail Mary and get his to win the election. He thinks if if we don't have a second wave magically because it washes through and it turns out to be seasonal, that by the time the next wave comes, we will already be into the election and some of the economy will come back. And the second crash from it will be after he has won the election. Three of the most liberal governors in the country, Newsom, Cuomo, and I forgot the guy's name in New Jersey, have all come out and said that Trump has done a wonderful job no, they said they the federal need. government has done a job and they've mentioned every single time because they've mentioned well, FEMA, the they've mentioned the Army Corps of Engineers. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. And me, all they did was get, an, they got a national disaster declaration out. for their state and then they started to why ignore him. They all did that because if you didn't kiss his ass, if you didn't kiss his ass, you didn't get PPE. If you didn't get, so why did the, so why did Donald Trump deny PPE to states that didn't, weren't nice to him? I'm sorry. Trump's are Trump's are actually down this week. Is that what you're talking about? While he has pushed the opening, yeah, Trump, his, his numbers number, have actually gone Trump's down. His numbers are constant. He's never gone below what? 48%. His base is rock solid because we look at the Democrats. He's at, look at the bill they just 46, passed. 43 right now, Nancy I think. Pelosi just passed. $3 trillion of taxpayers' money to do what? 
to make illegal aliens, Dude. give them amnesty, and pile a bunch of money into illegal aliens. Yeah, that's we that's what what part of the bill was that? What part? Now. Wait, what what part of the bill was the no, no, no. make illegal no, no, aliens get amnesty? Where was that? We did you read it? Americans. Did you read what what section was that? Um, did you read the? Tell you what. For, tell you what. Between now and next time, we got we're getting close to the end of the show. What I want you to do is call in next week after you've read the Trump pandemic res- response plan. Go read that, um, and then tell me what it says, and compare it to the Obama Biden pandemic response plan, and tell me what the differences are, other than the fact that you can't find the Trump one. Compare those two. Compare what they did. And then um, if the the Trump campaign prepared it in 2018, ran a simulation in August, got an after action report in October, got the uh, the, the final draft of it in January, and then he st- goes golfing in February and March and says nobody could have imagined something like this happening when he had literally had people in his administration supposedly running a game plan of what this would happen last year. You know why? Because he doesn't care. Because he spent 334 years of presidential salary golfing and spending it as his own properties and charging the Secret Service retail to stay at his hotels. It's a joke. He's a joke. Pull your head out of his backside and start caring about the country again. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Johnny, you're awesome. Appreciate it. You looked and sounded great this week. I'm just saying. And uh, Devin, thank you so much. I'm sorry you have to work late on a Saturday. I adore you guys. Thank you, everybody in the chat, uh, everybody out there at uh, um, at infotainmentwars.com. Thanks for joining us. Um, And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stick around for the post show. And if you're listening on the radio, stick around for Dick Kay.